Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. As you know, we have been studying this concept of leprosy. And we've made mention that leprosy in the Bible is a unique disease. Its origin is God, a punishment from him that stems from those who behave pridefully and those who speak unkindly in regard to others in a public way. So, Father, as we begin our study tonight, we pray that that God might lead us in a right understanding of this text, that we might be people that understand your revelation and that we might implement what we need to put into our life, that we might do so in the proper way. What's unique about our concluding study of this doctrine of leprosy is the fact that it's not upon the body it's not upon the garment it's not in the hair or the beard of someone but rather this has to do with leprosy that affects the home and just that not the family but the home itself that structure and obviously a home is an important asset a possession in fact probably for most people the most expensive thing that we will ever own and therefore leprosy of the house is a a great judgment meaning it can cause great hardship this process that one has to go through and again leprosy as a judgment from god god is judging that household he is judging primarily and there's biblical evidence for this he's judging the owner of that house and we're going to see because of leprosy of the home there's going to be great effort and great costs that is demanded in order to bring things back to a place where that home becomes inhabited well with that said i would invite you to take out your bible we are in the book of leviticus chapter 14 and we're ready now for verse 33 the book of leviticus chapter 14 beginning with verse 33 where we read and the lord spoke to moses and to aaron saying now notice once more both of these are being spoken to and the reason is although they're both from the tribe of levi we find that the priesthood which has played and will play an important role in this whole concept of leprosy they're the ones that god has uniquely set apart in order to determine whether this is truly leprosy and also the ones who bring that that healing process that sanctifying process to one who has been cleansed and again 
This is a very important concept that many people ignore. Just because the leprosy is no longer visible, that it's gone away, that does not mean, hear that carefully, it does not mean that everything's over. There's a process of restoration. There's a process for being declared pure. And until that process is complete, there is no restoration. And again, it demands that the one who is affected, whether it's him personally, his body, or whether in this case, his home, it shows and demands that he must submit to the priestly authority, that the priest's ruling is final. So look again at verse 33. And the Lord spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, verse 34, for you shall come into the land of canaan so this has relevance in the land of israel and let me just simply say there is great significance when when the jewish people are inhabiting the land there's also a message when there are exiles meaning in israel's history when they are pushed out of the land and we are living at a time going back to 1948 75 years ago from when this is being recorded when there was the establishment once again and recognized by the world of the nation of israel this restoration this ending of the roman exile there is great significance in that and secondly we see as well going back to 67 when jerusalem was once more the capital of israel that establishment and controlling that that temple mount all of this has great significance just like we see here look again at verse 34 when you shall come into the land of canaan which i am giving and once more pay attention to the grammar giving is in the present tense it's emphasizing it makes this of significance i am giving to you for a possession now some will say that this word possession is important because it demands responsibility it makes the one who receives he becomes a steward or we would say today a manager and with that position with receiving that possession there comes an obligation and this is something that is so important today and oftentimes ignored when we become covenant people with the god of israel there is a great responsibility that is given to a covenantal member verse 35 and shall come to whom the house now this is the ancient way of saying we're speaking to the owner of the house so the house that's come to one he's the owner of it and what happens well it says that he will declare to the priest saying so it comes to the house that he owns and what comes to the house well look at the middle of verse verse 35 where it says Nega. now this is the word that we've translated many times 
that has to do with a a touching literally but it's a striking it's a plague it's an ailment so in other words we use this word lingoa to say that god has touched this this house and he has touched it with this plague and all of that has relevance it shows god's displeasure that there's something going on with the owner or perhaps one within the house that is displeasing to god and therefore god touches that house with a a plague and notice what it says as the plague appears to to me in the house meaning he is to go to the priest the owner of the house and says it has appeared to me this plague he must go to the priest because the priest has training and an anointing to deal with this matter and as representatives of god and we need to see here that god has given to a limited degree to men authority his authority in order to bring about something now when we conclude this study we're going to see something very foundational and that is these two concepts of purity and impurity that which is clean and that which is unclean and the priests are the ones who have been set apart to make that designation whether it's pure or impure and the people that means you and me are called to submit to their ruling their instruction so look again at our text he says to the priests it has appeared to me this this striking this touching this ailment of the house verse 36 and the priests will command and the next word means in modern hebrew it's the word lefanot which means to clear away and in this context it means everything once there's that striking that touching of the house with a potential leprosy the first thing that's done is that the house must be cleaned out everything in it must be removed prior to the priest coming and making his determination whether it's leprosy or not look again verse 36 and the priest will command and they will clear away what's in the house before the priest will enter to see the ailment to see this striking this touching so they must clear away everything that is in the house why so will not become unclean all which is in the house so it's a way you take it out before the termination has been made so these things are not lost as well if if you don't follow that therefore the contents of the house are going to be lost so god in this and what's pointed out by some of the rabbinical commentators is god's grace the situation could be worse it could be a total loss but god who is merciful isn't going to inflict upon this one if he submits to the instructions of god a total loss 
So look again. He is to clear away from out of the house before the priest will come and will see the ailment. And it won't be unclean, the contents of the house. Afterwards, meaning after all these things are removed from the house, then the priest will come to see the house. And it's just that, to see, lerot. Many Bibles will translate it to examine, and I'm not disagreeing, that's what he does. But notice, it's the word lerot, which means to see. All he does is look and he can discern by appearance. Now, again, what's the important aspect of that? The appearance is important. We are commanded in the scripture, and this is a foundational principle. Don't give any evil appearance. So even if something may not be wrong, but if it appears as wrong, don't do it. If anyone is going to form a negative opinion based upon what they see from you, don't do that which can contribute to that negative appearance. So don't give any evil appearance to anyone. And then he says, look carefully at the scripture. We're reading in verse verse 36. Afterwards, the priests... He will come to see the house. Now verse 37. And he will look at the ailment, the striking where God has touched it. And behold, if the plague, if that striking, if where the touching is, the evidence that it's been touched, if it's in the walls of the house. And then we use a term. And it means basically something that has been marked, but it is something that has has settled within the walls. So you can see that this plague, this striking of of the house has, has gone into the walls and they're streaking, meaning there's like uh, stripes that have happened. And if these stripes, keep reading, are either green or reddish, so greenish or reddish, and the appearance, their appearance has sunk into the the wall. Therefore, what must be done? We'll now look at verse 38. The priest goes out from the house to the entrance of the house, the door of the house. And what does he do? Upon his authority. He quarantines, he closes up the house, but the implication is he quarantines it for seven days. Verse 39. And then the priest will return on the seventh day and he will look and behold, if the plague, this nega, this ailment, has spread out into the walls of the house, meaning this. If now, at the end of seven days, when the priest comes on that seventh day, the situation is worse. It has grown more extensive. If this is what has happened, what does he do? Well, look carefully. It says, if it has, now verse 40, the priest will command, that the stones 
Now, obviously, at that time, the stones were the key elements of what a home was built from. So the stones, they are, and the word here is released. It's a word that speaks of removing those stones where that striking is apparent. You remove them from where that ailment is. And what do you do? You will cast them outside the city into an unclean place. Now, why is that there? You take these stones that have been affected, that are are unclean, that have been touched with the judgment of God, and you cast them outside the city in an unclean place. Well, the reason why it's unclean is to remind the people, why is this happening? There's something unclean. What is that? something that does not reflect the order of God. And this is a a good definition that we need to learn. What the Bible's telling us is this. When we are not reflecting the order of God in our life, there's something unclean or the fact that we don't brings about that which is impure, unclean. And this is going to be judged by God. It's going to Eventually, God's going to get our attention in an unpleasant way. Now, leprosy, it can be something that's uncomfortable, something that's unsightly, something that that causes certainly the person to be, if it's full leprosy, to be excommunicated, as we've talked about several times, having to dwell outside the camp in the tombs. Tombs significant because they relate to death and death is connected to sin so it's reminding that person of their sinfulness god is not pleased and then it says not only do you remove these stones and you cast them outside the city in an unclean place but now look to verse 41 where it says and the house what do you do you scrape now this is a word that speaks about a very intense cleaning so everything that's left you scrape now you've removed everything that your eye can see that has been contaminated by this plague this ailment of a leprosy that has struck there that reddish or greenish affliction that has striped the walls and has sunken into the stones you remove those but everything that's left there you scrape clean so you scrub it in order to remove any possible trace of that and you scrape that house all around and then it says you pour out meaning you get rid of all and the word here is the word and i want to be very clear it's the word afar and this usually is dust But in this case, it's probably speaking about the material that is used to hold the stones in place. We might call mortal. So we're dealing with that that type of maybe a form of ancient cement, something similar to that, that holds the stones together in place. So we get rid of that. That's part of the scraping. Anything that's related to the stones 
including the dust as you scrape it away you take that dust and you pour it outside the city you get rid of it and then it says you do something else you pour this dust this mortar outside the city also this is the second time it says in a place that is unclean and the repetition here is to do one thing to remind the reader something's unclean now when it says it unclean place what's the first thing that comes into your mind a cemetery a place of death as i just said death is related to sin it's always to remind the people of the sinfulness this is not happening by chance this is happening as an outcome of god's displeasure and what makes god displeased obviously it is sin look now to verse 42 then what is done stones will be taken and these are other stones different stones and they are brought into the place of the former stones where these stones were and also we have that same word afar probably again referring to that that material that holds the stones together this mortar it says we bring other mortar and we take that and we plaster up the house meaning we replaster we put once more this these walls normally the walls were made of stones but there was a plaster over it that that gave a smooth uh finish to it to the surface so that's what is done verse 43 now verse 43 also involves timing you do this and then you wait to see if something happens look at verse 43 and if the plague that ailment that striking where god had touched if those things return verse 43 if returns this ailment and it spreads out within the house it says to to the other stones that were were uh removed meaning and placed back in if it does that it says after the house has been scraped and after it's been plastered so you've repaired everything you removed it here's the key in a natural way if it comes back what's its message there's something spiritual going on the source of that from a visual standpoint has been removed those stones that have been affected they have been removed the mortal that has held them together has also been taken out and the house in its entirety has been scrubbed clean and replastered with new plaster all of the past has been done away with everything behold is new but if that same impurity comes back then there's a problem and what is that well notice what it says here if this comes back after it's been plastered and fixed it says look now to verse 44 the priest will come and he will look and behold if that ailment that's striking has spread out within the house what is it 
Sara'at Mam Aret. What's that? It is leprosy. And some Bibles say a living leprosy, a hot leprosy. Probably the best way to translate this is with the word malignant. It is a malignant leprosy. What does that mean? It spreads out. It's not something that can go away to be treated through the remedies of men. What we see here is the logical, the human solution. We get rid of the bad. We replace it with that which is good. We, we redo it properly. Everything's new. Get rid of the old, bring in the new. But if supernaturally this, this plague comes back, then we know it is a malignant leprosy. That's what it's saying. And this is the condition of that house. And notice how verse 44 ends. To may who? It is impure or it is unclean the same word tame has to do with that which is defiled however you want to translate it all of those english words impure unclean defiled all of that are our proper renderings for this hebrew word tame and then what is done well now we're going to see a a greater greater punishment being placed upon the owner of that house look now to verse 45 what does he do the word here is ve natats natats means to pull down and we're talking about those things that are left within the house notice what it says and he will pull down the house what does he mean the stones the woods and all the mortar of the house so everything that the house is made from now he can keep the lot the ground but everything else has got to be removed what does this personify a new house meaning becoming a new creation indeed everything that was once there has to be replaced it's basically rebuilding in its entirety this house you tear it down in order for it to be rebuilt and then it says all of these materials the stones the wood and the mortal he will bring it out from the city and all of that goes and here's the third time into a defiled place unclean place an impure place verse 46 the one who comes to the house meaning in this process the ones who come into the house and obviously we know something you have to do the work people are coming in so the one who comes in it's in the singular meaning anyone anyone who comes into the house all the days of its quarantining what is this one he is unclean until evening verse 47 also the one who lays down in the house if one should take a nap sleep in that house he will wash his garments also the one who eats in the house he will wash his garments so anyone who is connected to that house whether he enters it whether he sleeps there or lives there some will say this all has to do with simply living in that house residing in there for whatever time and for whatever purpose but usually 
eating, sleeping, and entering has to do with living. And so anyone who does that, they're unclean till the evening and they must wash their garments. Look now to verse 48. And it says, And the priests, he will certainly come and look and behold, and this is the other scenario, if it has not spread out this ailment, this nega, within the house, after it has been plastered, the house has been plastered, then what does the priest do? It says, second part of verse 40, 48, and the priest will purify the house for the nega, this ailment, this affliction has been healed. Now, verse 49, in the same way that a person has to go through a process of restoration, so too does the priest put forth within that location, in that house, if, remember, we're dealing with a second scenario. In the first one, it's spread out. Now we're dealing with the possibility that after it's been plastered and cleaned up and such, that it didn't spread out. There was no no sign of that malignancy of the leprosy coming back. And in this case, he must now purify the house. And how does he do that? Well, look now, if you would, to verse 49. It says here, And he will take, that is the priest, he will take, and he's going to take things in order to purify the house. And what does he take? He will take two birds, cedar wood, and also scarlet and hyssop. Now, these things were the main ingredients that was used in a purification process in the tabernacle and after that in the temple. So we're talking about cleansing, but here's the key, a spiritual cleansing. From the eye, everything looks fine. From a physical standpoint, everything is good, but we have to be concerned with the spiritual as well. All of this gives us a principle that we need to be aware with. So once more, he will take the two birds and the cedar wood and the scarlet and the hyssop for the purification of the house. And what would he do? Look now to verse 50. And he will slaughter the one bird. He will do so. Where? At the place that there is a earthen vessel upon the waters, and it's maim chayim, living water, meaning water that's not stagnant. We're talking about a river or a lake that is filled with springs or some spring itself. So he does that, slaughtering one of the birds in a, a, a earthen vessel by living or over living waters and what does he do verse 51 and he will take the cedar wood and the hyssop and the the scarlet and also the second bird that other bird that is alive and what does he do verse 51 in the middle of that verse and he will dip them, all these things, into the blood 
of the bird that was slaughtered and also afterwards in the living water that is that water that is running that's not stagnant and he will do what he will sprinkle the house seven times now again understand he takes these elements we're talking about the hyssop the scarlet the cedar wood and that other living bird he takes all of that dips it into the blood and then he dips it into the water the living water and what happens then he takes that and he sprinkles from it how many times it says here seven times why he does that into the house for its purification and notice the connection of seven seven has to do with the purposes of god we are purified in order that we can fulfill the purposes of god seven is a holy number i've said this frequently and holiness always relates to the purposes of god look now to verse 52 and he will purify the house with the blood of the bird and the living waters and what else will he do and the bird that's alive and the the cedar wood and the hyssop and the scarlet so all of these elements are used for the purification of the house and what else does he do look now to verse 53 it says here and he will send forth the living bird outside the city to we might say an open field into the face of the field meaning into the open field and all of this is for the purpose of for the purpose of making atonement concerning this house and purifying it notice the word atonement now that word atonement i've said many times the word redemption is superior there's greater benefits from redemption than atonement atonement is simply a temporary covering it is a temporary solution but atonement teaches us that we should look for something in the future and that is redemption and who brings that better redemption the redeemer himself messiah verse verse 54 he says this is the law of every plague every ailment of leprosy and also that other term that we use natek natek it's something that shows a and some bibles will say a scale it shows something that disconnects so there is a disconnection of that leprosy whether it's a scale a piece that falls off or something that's that's just spreading into another location there's a disconnection a separating into another place so this is the law of leprosy for every plague of leprosy and natek verse 55 for the leprosy that's in a garment or a house now we've already learned what it is for a person 
but now this is the law for whether it's a garment or in a house whether it's a set remember there's three types of leprosy or potential leprosy the set the sapachat and also the vaherit so these three possible forms of leprosy we look if it becomes that this is the law for leprosy dealing with all of these various forms and now look to something i made mention of at the beginning of our study this is all for the purpose of teaching and what does it teach well remember this authority this proclamation this determination is done by the priests and this is another example of priestly authority that god has chosen and has put in this this role for the purpose of setting things in order and that's why last verse verse 57 where it says to instruct and this is word it's from the same word where we get the term torah from this is in its root form to instruct on the day that something is impure he instructs what should be done if it's impure or in the day of the purity meaning this if it wasn't still the priest rules he gives the instruction he gives the teaching for this is the law now we have the word torah the law of leprosy so with this we conclude our long study of both chapters 13 and 14 of leprosy and next week we're going to go into an equally different difficult chapter chapter 15 when we deal with discharges from the body from a male or from a female and how god sees that why he sees it in this way what revelation is there for us what can we learn practically concerning these these uh uh events that happen what does god want us to take away that's what we'll be dealing with next week when we begin a new chapter in the book of leviticus chapter 15. until then may god bless you shalom from israel well we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel.